that's really what I want to do is try to make more connections in the uh, the running community that we have and just grow this into like you know we could say a party but you know at the same time it's like everybody starts somewhere and just like my my triathlon where I was like having a hard time running a half mile you know eventually you get to a point where it's like this is fun Welcome to the Cream City Pacers podcast. If you are new, I'm your host, Alex Main, and like always, this show focuses on the runners of Milwaukee who are helping pace our city. You are in for a very fun-filled episode. Scott takes us on his journey of how he ended up becoming the race director for the Lakefront Marathon, and it is a very interesting journey, starting with swimming lessons at the age of 40. The Lakefront Marathon is put on by the Badgerland Striders, which is Wisconsin's largest running club, which also puts on some of the best racing events in Milwaukee. Scott shares some pretty entertaining stories, like how he wore a bathrobe for his first. I actually don't think I can tell it as well as him, so I'll let him do that. Scott doesn't take himself too seriously, which you quickly find out is Scott's motto. He is genuinely a great guy, doing great things for running in the city, and I think you're going to like today's show. Oh, and Scott breaks some big news about changes to the Lakefront Marathon this year, so make sure you stick around to hear those. Plus, Scott gives the best answer yet to favorite pre-race pump-up song. Today's episode is sponsored by Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch. Mimosa has been named the top brunch spot in Milwaukee multiple times. Located on 27th and Ryan Road in Franklin, Mimosa serves up your favorite breakfast dishes with a twist, like my favorite, the Greek yogurt banana split. Mimosa is open every day of the week from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can make your reservations at mimosabreakfast.com. Now, without further ado, on to the show. Hey, Scott. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. How uh, is this your first podcast? It is my first podcast. Yes. yes. I love Never, to hear ever. That. I love to hear that. All right. Um, well, I know who you are, but will you please introduce yourself? Well, as you mentioned, uh, my name is Scott Stowski. I am the race director, current race director for the Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon. This is my second year pretty active uh, Badgerland Strider, and so I've come up the ranks and decided to tackle this one and see if I can make some positive changes to the organization and to the marathon. I like that, up the ranks. When did you start running with Badgerland? Uh, You know, it's probably, I was trying to think the other day as to when I really joined them, but I think it's probably been about nine or ten years ago. And my background basically was, uh, um, there was a group called, a local group called Try Wisconsin, and Tri Wisconsin uh, offers uh, triathlon type training and uh, and events for uh, people getting into that sport. And I had uh, had a friend that was in it. Went to go witness her doing a race, and thought, "Wow, maybe this is kind of something for me." So the only problem was that I hadn't run, didn't own a bike, and am definitely afraid of water. So all three things that you don't really need to do for a triathlon. Exactly. It was just weird. So I thought, well, I'll join the group and push myself a little bit. So I started getting to the triathlon and got on to, eventually got onto their board and um, 
I'm always been one of those type of people that when somebody else comes up and says, hey, I'm willing to take over and play an active role, I'll step aside and find something else. And that's how I uh, learned about the Badgerland Striders and that they might be looking for a little assistance. And so I got hooked up on them. So... So you actually started with Tri-Wisconsin. Did, were you like a runner or anything before that? Or did you literally just kind of got brought into Tri-Wisconsin and started getting into tries? That's exactly the way it went. So, And that was at age 40. Okay. so Swimming uh, lessons at age 40 is so a death-defying experience. So at age 40, you, were not, you weren't a runner, you weren't a biker, you weren't nope. a swimmer. Correct. And then you started. That is correct. That's incredible. Yeah. And since, you know, since then, I had a chance to do uh, five Ironman distances. So you've done five Ironman since? Yeah. So did you, when you started with Tri Wisconsin, did you just start training for an Ironman? Or did you, were you doing no, like sprints no, and no, stuff? Or no. like, what was going on? I feel actually, like I'd be so lost if I showed up yeah, to Tri Wisconsin. It's, it's it kind like... of a funny story, but I actually went to, um, I, I read a book on learning how to swim called Total Immersion. And I was uh, at the Schrader YMCA practicing what the book drills were telling me to do. And, I was going backwards and I figured that can't be good. So I actually emailed the author and I said, Hey, can a 40 year old guy learn how to swim? And literally half an hour later, I had an answer. An email came and said, you have one of the best facilities in your backyard in the Schrader YMCA and one of the best coaches in the country. And Mike Daly uh, contacted me about a day later and said, I'm having a swim clinic in Madison. Two days, come and join me. I met a guy there that he and I became uh, best buds. And so we signed up to do our first uh, sprint triathlon together. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was just really, really weird. But he was the perfect person for me because, you know, here it is. It took me over 16 minutes to do a quarter mile swim. <laughs> and, you know, like, the, okay, now I'm on safe ground. I can do the bike and I can do the, you know, the run at my, my thing. But I was a little competitive and, you know, the juices were flowing. I'm like, okay, I did my best. So I get back in the car. We're heading back to Milwaukee. And he goes, you know what? You ought to do the Chicago Marathon with me and Zach. I'm like, I just survived my first triathlon, near-death experience, and you want me to start training for a marathon? And so, yeah, we did the Chicago marathons together, too. So is that your first marathon race? It was. Of course it was, yeah. It was literally like five months of training. So how is training for the Chicago marathon as your first marathon after just completing a sprint try? I feel like there's a big big gap in there. <laughs> there is. And it was kind of like one of those like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or whatever. But those of, those of everybody that knows me knows I don't take myself too serious. So we started kind of planning out some, uh, some different things and saying, okay, well, it's my first marathon. I have no idea how I'm going to do. I'll try my best. But let's see if we can go get some fuzzy women's bathrobes and decorate them and just, uh, you know, kind of go at a pace that's going to be just fun where we can talk to other people and la, 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 la. And so, yeah, I competed my first uh, or completed my first um, Chicago marathon. Um, and I picked up four pairs of sunglasses, five hats, um, some beads from the street, some gloves, and looked spectacular finishing in, uh, in my fuzzy bathrobe. Do you have a photo of this? I do. Okay, we might need that to <laughs> yeah, publish yeah. with this episode, because that sounds like a good cover art for this. That's perfect, yep. So, th- though you were having fun with it, I mean, like, running 26.2 miles, even if you're having fun, is still you still have to do it. You still have some sort of drive, right? And anybody that says that the wall doesn't exist is a big liar. Yeah. But whether it's mentally or physically, it doesn't. I don't know what it is to this day. But I remember passing mile 20 and saying, 
all right, I guess the training's kicked in. I'm doing okay. And I remember uh, saying like a little silent prayer, like, thanks for the strength, grandma and grandpa, for looking down on me in this day and you know, blah, blah. And, and then at mile 21, I was cursing them. <laughs> I feel like there's always that point in the race where you're like, you feel like you passed your wall. You get so hyped up about it. You're like, I'm finishing strong. Six miles is nothing. And then like it's really soon in the near future, in the next mile or two, you are just like, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> you done. are exactly right. So, all right. So you say you did five Ironmen. Did those come it, after that or like kind of what did oh, it look yeah, like yeah. after this for you running? Well, actually, you know, it probably was about a, a year and a half or so before I decided then, you know, to sign up for my first Madison Ironman. And um, I don't know technically if I was ready or not, but it was great motivation to sign up for it and then say, okay, you need to get in shape. And I felt like I was doing okay. But that year... I mean, my education in triathlon was so minimal as to, you know, lessons learned from, you know, like you're running. I mean, guess what? If you go out at a five-minute pace, you're probably not going to last real long in a race. So you learn a lot of this stuff. And the first year that I participated was 2006. And if anybody remembers 2006 uh, in second week of September, it was freaking snowing and sleeting. And at seven o'clock in the morning, I'm starting way back in the dock and watched everybody take off. I'm like, okay, well, you can't be an Ironman if you don't start and started swimming. And, and at the first turn, there were people that were throwing up in the water because the waves were so choppy. I was just too damn scared to know any better. Oh and I gosh. said, I have to finish this thing and, you know, finish the swim and get on dry land. The dry land turned out to be cold and crappy, and it was the longest bike ride where, and I don't even know if I should say this or not, but I took a lot of water and was just praying to God that I could just pee so that I would run into my shoes and warm my feet a little bit. That's how crazy it was. That's how cold it was during the Ironman. My, my triathlon, too, and, oh. I, and all I had, in my, I was talking about lessons learned. You should probably bring warmer or different clothing along than just the singlet and uh, shorts that you were wearing because it could be a really bad day. And everybody that, that's the day that I learned what arm warmers were and that hmm, maybe a, a light jacket would have been a good idea too. And you decided to do four more after this? Yeah, because it could only get better after <laughs> that, right? <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Um, so how was like training for that? And then you you went through all your bike ride, swim rides. Like you feel yeah. ready, then you show up to race day with those kind of conditions. That must have to just throw you off. It, it was, and but you know after that everything was. I've had perfect weather for each of the other four, and had much better days and lots of great memories. And I think I'm probably done with them. But who knows? There might be one more left. I see that twinkle in your eye. Yeah, there might be yeah, one. There more. might be a couple left. <laughs> what was your favorite one? Uh, probably uh, 2012. Um, just from the standpoint of it was the perfect weather. Was that my, Madison? Yeah. Were they all Madison? Yeah, they were all Madison. Just because cool. it's like, you know, I don't want to pay an extra couple thousand dollars for travel expenses then worry about, oh my God, I totally forgot something. Whereas, hmm, if I forget something, hey, can you stop at home and go pick this up and have it in a couple hours? Yeah, that's so. Yeah, I right. watched the Madison Ironman once. It was so amazing. It's yeah. one of those things where you, you, know, you watch a race and you want to sign up for it. And this is probably the one time I was like, I want to sign up, but I don't think I can. I guess you know, they don't sell out right now, you know, but yeah. it used to be 2006, 8, 10. You basically finished your Ironman and you woke up the next morning and you went and uh, signed up for the following year. 
so yeah, those people were, I mean, those years were high. Um, if you don't sign mm-hmm. up on that day, you're pretty much done. Yeah. So you had to want it two days in a row. So that's cool. So you keep doing those and marathons and like, how did this kind of lead you into Badgerland? Well, yeah. So I guess to make a long story short, um, somewhere in between those, uh, that first Ironman and the fifth one, um, I was a board member of Tri Wisconsin and the club was growing and things were going pretty well. So I just decided, you know what, if somebody else is willing to step up into that type of role as a board director, um, I'll step aside. I can find something else to do. And being in my real estate business, I had made uh, contact and sold uh, a gentleman's house who was the current president of the Badger Lance Riders. And he kept telling me about the organization. And so I'm like, okay, well, hmm. So I attended my first meeting because um, they have monthly meetings. And I remember sitting in the back just kind of like wondering what this whole group was about. And it just seemed like it was kind of like, hey, let's have some beer and just have a good time talking about running and doing some different stuff. And I guess at the end of the meeting, I was kind of like, they need my help. So I just kind of like met some people and thought, well, let's get involved with the club. And so I became a race director after a couple, you know, probably about a year or two. And um, just immersed myself in the club. And I've met and retained a lot of great, uh, great friendship with the uh, Strider members. And, um, I really want that club to succeed more than anything right now and building into something what I envision could be really, really powerful and great for the running community in uh, southeastern Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. You guys are only just beginning. Oh, yeah. What was your first race as race director? Well, it, the, uh, the only one that I've done um, as race director other than Lakefront is um, I took over the uh, Lakefront Discovery Run. Ooh. And yeah. Such an underrated run. <laughs> and it totally was. So and, fun. And I upped the ante in many different ways, I think. Like <laughs> in, uh, almost getting like getting kind of kicked out of the, my own party at the ale house. <laughs> somehow somehow they didn't like the idea that you're you're not supposed to be uh, wearing chaps without pants underneath or something. Uh, <laughs> those rules that they have. I don't know if I'd want to see that out on the course. <laughs> but yeah, so we, I mean, one year we did a... Um, a theme on Rocky Horror Picture Show. And so I dressed up as uh, Dr. Frankenfurter, and I've got pictures of that one too. It was spectacular. That's awesome. So for people who don't know the Discovery Run, let's yeah. talk a little bit about... So this is one of the yearly races Badgerland puts on, and it's it's around Halloween. Yeah, it's, it's Halloween weekend. It's a unique distance. It's a 15K, so 9.3. Have you guys confirmed? I was trying to look uh, a couple months ago. Is that like the only 15K in the state or like the nation? I don't think... No, no there's, 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 plenty. Okay, okay. there's plenty of them, but I just... Yeah, they're, they're, everybody does a half. And so I'm kind of like, well... You know, in fact, glad you brought that up. I'm, it's not public knowledge right now because it, nothing's been planned or talked about. But, you know, for discussion purposes... Um, Everybody does a 5K. Maybe they throw in a 10K. But some of the big festival weekends, they all have a shorter distance race, then they have a half, and then they have the full marathon. Yeah. And I've been doing some noodling and thinking, and I love the idea that the Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon is strictly a marathon for runners, by runners. This is what we got. We're, we're, believe it or not, we're like probably number 35 in the country as far as largest marathons. And I really hate to wreck anything, but there's a whole lot of people that I think would get more involved and like the idea 
of doing another, another distance. So if there's a family member that's not quite ready to do a marathon, and I'm thinking that instead of doing a half, it might be great to throw in a 15K. Oh, a 15K making multiple appearances this year. <laughs> not this year. Not, not this, this year. year, for sure not this year. But yeah, yeah it's something to think about. I mean, you always got to be thinking about ideas of how to improve your races. Yeah. So then the, this, the, um, the run itself is a 15K, and a lot of people dress up in their Halloween best. That's the whole intended purpose of the Discovery Run. And then... Uh, we, There's uh, always good live music after. And well, just... we've, 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 we, we traditionally were at the, uh, the ale house and we were kind of told at the end of the year, first of all, when I took over and I tried to make contact, I'm like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. We make so much money off of Bloody Mary sales. And then the communication kind of stopped a little bit and I'm kind of like, what's going on? And it became more difficult. And they finally just said, you know what? We think that we've, we've kind of outgrown this venue. So I'm like, oh, shoot, what are we going to do? So we took it to the Italian Community Center. And this last year, we had it at, um, at the uh, Bavarian Beer, 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 or yep, the, beer House. The I Beer House or whatever yeah. it's called up at by Bayshore. And so it um, uh, might be a little premature because it's in the discussion, but I'm 99.9% .9 sure. Guess who missed us? That's right. We're probably going back to the Ale House. Nice. So it's going to be another great party. Halloween weekend. Cool. Dress up. Have fun. Let's tear this place up. Yeah, that's always one of the fun, funner runs, I would say. It is. One of your races. So tell us a little bit about Badgerland. Um, like, who are you guys? What are some of your values? What yeah. Are some of the bigger things you do? I'm, I'm happy to talk about that because it's, it's really why, you know, I think that the Badgerland Striers have been instrumental in the running of, of southeastern Wisconsin. Um, we put on races. Uh, currently, we have 19 races uh, throughout the year. And the main focus is basically to put them on for runners. And that doesn't mean that you have to be the fastest person, although we have many, many of the best runners competing in our events. Um, we're for recreational runners or anybody that, anybody that considers themselves to be a runner. With the emphasis on, we want you to be there. So we try to create a really great value. And that means low price. You maybe, uh, in some runs, we, you get a better perk than you do in some other races. But we have races where you, hard, you hardly get anything. Uh, the South Shore is a great example. Um, we put on a half marathon for $13. Um, the perk that you get, you get some really ugly cotton gloves, and we're proud of that. But then when you finish up and beforehand, you're in a warm building. Uh, you're not standing around outside because, you know, April in uh, Wisconsin can be kind of iffy. So, yeah, I mean, then, uh, then we have... Uh, we have some really good beer, and we provide that to uh, everybody for a little post party. Come on, for thirteen bucks, no problem. I mean, it's it's the best deal. It's that's my first half marathon. I will never not run that race. That's... Year after year after year, the weather is always debatable. Some years yeah. you're running in snow, and some years you're running in a t-shirt and you're sweating. But that's, that's totally just true. Wisconsin. I, that's I the remember best going up one of the hills, and I remember sliding like Fred Flintstone. My feet weren't staying under me. It's just oh. you know, <laughs> to like a side tangent. So I think it was three years ago it was like sleeting sideways and you know after the run you're just adrenaline's up and we're all like oh i felt like we were in like warp speed and star wars and, snow. <laughs> yep. and then you look at the post-race photos and there's like just like snowflakes kind of trickling down and you're like oh yep that's embarrassing yeah, it's, you know what it but but you guys put on i mean like uh, the shortest distance you do for a race is what uh 5k 
5K. Um, yeah, so we, we have everything from 5K to, you know, to ultras. A lot of people don't necessarily know that one of the, one of the, uh, the nation's uh, most premier races, uh, in fact, it was the Roadrunner Club of America uh, National Championship, is the, uh, the Ice Age 50. And that was just held a couple of weeks ago um, in LaGrange. And some of the best runners from the country and world came out there to compete in the, uh, the 50 mile um, through the... Um, I, I haven't been out there, but I highly recommend, I know it's not for another year, that if you're not going to race it, go out and cheer and go out and watch. Because some of the best runners from across the nation come to that. And it's such a cool event. And, and, the, and the terrain is, it's beautiful. And you have really, unless you're a trail runner, you don't really know what these guys are accomplishing. You know, single track over rocks, roots, up, down, up, down, all over the place at seven and a half minute mile pace. You know, it's like, come on guys, seriously. That's insane. Just tears I can't up, even comprehend. And if you don't, and the thing is that if you don't sign up, I mean, the registration, we have a, uh, a half marathon, 50K and a full 50 miler. And if you don't sign up within the window of an hour, hour and a half, you're not in for the, for the year. Yeah. It's quick. Yeah. It's so quick. we, so those are the distances that we have. We have uh, many different, uh, trail runs, um, glacial, uh, glacial trail. We have a, a 12, 24 hour run. Uh, so we have a couple of unique events that have been going on for quite some time. In fact, we are the, uh, uh, the club that has the, um, uh, cut a hay classic, which is the, uh, the oldest continuous road race in, uh, in Wisconsin. So that's such a cool fact. I didn't know that. I think I'd it's like, like, I've known the race has been around forever, but I mean, this is only for the historians. People that are listening to uh, the young and up and coming uh, crew have no idea who Bill Rogers is and, and some of the other icons in the, in our running sport, but they've all done cut hay. Cut hay is, is that late summer? Yeah. It's the uh, end of July. Cool. Go on and run, run the Cut like, Classic and be part of history. Yeah, we'll have plenty of free beer there, too. There's free beer at every race. That's, so that's like another thing. Badgerland Striders. So the, the perks of the race, because we're talking at it, you guys not only have multiple races throughout the year from 5K to ultras, but, I mean, the prices are, are amazing. You compare any of your prices to any other races from Marathon down, and then what you get after it. I mean, one of my favorite races, and I haven't done it too many times, is the Strider Half Marathon at the end of August. And we're talking, this is from um, Esterbrook Park at the beer house there. And it's a beautiful race to go through the park or down the Oak Leaf Trail. Of course, most people run during them by themselves during the week. So you know it. So it should be easy to race. And then afterwards, it's a hot breakfast, right? Hot and breakfast. Free beer. And Hans Weisgerber from the beer garden is sitting there pouring beer. And it's like, you know, if it's a beautiful day, which it always is for Strider Half, but you get there and uh, you have your hot breakfast, you sit down at a picnic table, and you got the uh, the band playing. It's a great way to spend the morning. So how important is that to you guys to have that after the races? Like, not only to keep the cost down, um, but having that community afterwards of, you know, being able to drink and hang out and be merry. Well, you know, it... it there's probably more emphasis on it than there probably needs to be, but we really enjoy it. And there's a lot of people that really enjoy our, uh, what we've done over the years and people get to know one another. So it, it turns into like meet old, you know, meet old friends, you know, meet some new people for sure. Um, but you know, you get a group of like three or four people. You can either go to a race where they give you some stale bread, you know, just a carb up 
for some dumb reason or whatever, <laughs> and then they turn you away. Yeah. And it's like, you can do that, or you can come out and just enjoy a really good time with a bunch of people and leave when you want to. Yeah. So like it, most races end with like, you get a medal, a beer, a cookie, and that's it. It's literally after the end of any Badgerland race. It's like, all you can eat snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Stay as long as you want. They're picking up the kegs and shutting down the course, but hang out here until the sun goes down. That's kind of what it is. We have, we have kegs where we actually have to do physical things instead of like just handing you a can of beer and saying, have a great day. Thanks for attending. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's important for many for the social aspect, but also just you know to continue traditions and stuff, and and just kind of let people know that we're here for more than just you know your your racing dollars, and and it's evident because um, we don't have the overhead at the Badgerland Striders that you know a for profit company is going to need. I'm not saying that for profits don't have their place; they absolutely positively do, uh, and they can do whatever they like to do. But as a nonprofit, in the truest sense where there isn't a single paid person in the Badgerland Striders, our emphasis really is not on how much money can we get. It's like, let's cover our expenses and then let's cover enough money to be able to put on other social things for you know, our, our, our members. And that includes, uh, uh, we do fun runs, weekly fun runs. So check us up on uh, www.bodgerlandstriders.org and yeah, you'll get a whole list. Well, yeah, so let's. So you guys do races and then you do a bunch yeah. of other things too. The fun runs are one of them. Let's talk about those. Yeah, so um, we started in, in, in April, but due to the county permits, uh, we've now pushed it back a little bit uh, to May 1st um, through uh, October. We'll be outside at a different county park uh, or Waukesha County included, um, where we put on basically a three mile type of co- three mile ish course and, um, you can run a couple times and we have a lot of people that show up early and just put in some extra miles. But the whole idea is that we have a different theme for each of the, of uh, the runs. So there's going to be some type of food, um, do, do your, your workout, come back. We'll have uh, water, beer, soda, other refreshments, and then some type of themed food night. So it could be hot dogs or it could be a burger night. Last night, uh, we were at Esterbrook Park and we had uh, build a burger night. And uh, I live over there and I saw the post like after it happened. I'm like, oh, it is like a quarter mile from my house. I missed it. Damn it. I know. That sounds fun, though. I mean, that that's, goes back to that fun aspect, you guys. I mean, that's like a, if you get into the running scene, which most people are runners here, as you learn, it's like running is such a social thing. Like, even though it's such an individual sport when you're out there, it's so like running groups, hang out after, drink some beers, talk about it. It's such like so community focused that way. And, 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 and you know, I, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity to have some people come in and I, I'm always kind of like looking around. Is there somebody new that's here? You know, introduce them to one other person. I mean, there's a lot of shy people that just absolutely don't want to meet anybody, but they're there for a reason. Yeah. And whether that reason is just to run and then get the heck out of there or, you know, it doesn't hurt to walk up to somebody and just say, hey, tell me about your running. And you just might meet somebody that's, you know, become a lifelong friend. And that's really what I want to do is try to make more connections in the uh, the running community that we have and just grow this into like, you know, we can say a party, but you know, at the same time, it's like, Everybody starts somewhere, and just like my my triathlon, where I was like having a hard time running a half mile, you know. Eventually, you get to a point where it's like this is fun. Yeah, then that's also the good part about like the running groups is there's usually always someone your pace showing up to whatever it may be, and that's great because then you can get connected. The other cool part about this, and which I said before, is 
even though you might not be running the same pace as someone, like you all finish at the same destination, whether it's a race or a run. So just being able to meet new people that way is incredible. And just like, hey, we're not the same pace, but you're like my best friend from running now. And it's like, ah, we don't even run the same pace. So it's, and, like, and then, that's and, really cool. And then secretly you're training so that you can beat them someday and just go, yeah. oh, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Or so when you're running and you're finishing a race, you know, they're like, okay, they beat me by 30 minutes. That means they've got three beers on me at this after party. <laughs> yeah. I need to start training <laughs> So I am not in a deficit when I come. There you go. Yeah. Um, you guys also do a lot of other cool things. Like there's the 26.2 it, which is you talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So that that's something that I'm I'm pretty proud of. Um, actually, one of the people that I had uh, uh, I want to go see do the uh, the half Ironman, and that kind of sucked me into the doing the triathlon. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Stuff. She actually was um, a board member and instrumental in uh, a, a group called Girls on the Run. Awesome. And so um, I had wanted to start a youth running program for the, with the Badgerland Striders. And so knowing that she was, you know, had, had this thing going, we just kind of combined some of our, uh, our thoughts and how we could get, you know, kids more active and uh, in th- basically through our membership and um, out to the community and knowing that they have a set curriculum, we couldn't just follow that or we didn't want to follow that because obviously it's just for girls. But um, probably about seven years ago, um, we put the plan into action. And I'm really, really proud to say that not only this, you know, this year, um, we probably will have about 150 to 200 kids participating weekly in the 10 weeks leading up to the, uh, the Lakefront Marathon. And kind of the idea is that they come along to different parks. They kind of train as a group, but then it's six days of parents keeping tabs on how their uh, progress is going. So they're, the kids are being accountable for running their miles or quarter miles at a time, whatever it might be. And the hopes that the younger kids, um, if they put in 25 miles on the last day of marathon morning, they'll actually put in the last 1.2 miles to make up their virtual 26.2 marathon. Oh, cool. So the goal is during, when the Lakefront Marathon starts. Yeah, they'll so the... they'll be running in the morning, and they'll come through the finish shoot just before the uh, uh, the first runners come in from the marathon. Wait, I had no idea about this. So you set yeah. them up like a mile away from the finish line? 1.2 miles. And yeah. then you have them run and finish. We do. And that's and finishes then, then, their 26. And then they get, their, they get their, uh, their accolades, and they get their medals. That's so cool. So what is the age requirements? Or like what? It's, it's primarily for, uh, you know, I kept going down years because there's more kids that are pretty good at being able to keep up so we've kind of got it down to like uh, four is the absolute positive minimum Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of five-year-olds are are in the group up through 12 and so what we just you know what we learned in you know through the years is that there's a lot of nine ten eleven twelve year olds that are like I am so not running a half mile today I'm running two miles and so whatever uh, so we basically have uh, stated all right you're on a little different program here. How about we're going to be getting you for uh, for a 5K? So probably about four years ago, um, I started a 5K at the uh, Lakefront Marathon. And I think that that's important because the younger kids needed something to be able to basically say that this is my shiny example. So they actually will take off just before the younger kids 
in a 5K, in which we even also then gotten said, hey, we're opening this up to the community, and especially the parents. So whether you're, you got a baby stroller and you're just going to go along with a cup of coffee or whether you're a, a competitive athlete, we do and will have a 5K at the uh, Lakefront Marathon. So that whole, it, you know, it just builds based on what, what the runners are telling you that they really are looking for and wanting and, and needing. That's so, so cool. Yeah. When does that start? Um, the 5K actually starts at 8.30 a.m. And it's, uh, once again, a low cost. And the, um, the kids program, uh, they'll take off at 9.15. And the first wheelchair, uh, or the wheelchair comes in probably around uh, 9.50. So there's runners coming in then from... Yeah, there are. Early to late. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, they actually, uh, we got lucky two years ago. I remember that we had a, you know, just a slight, you know, couple minute lull between the, the 5k and the, uh, the kids program. And that's when the, the wheelchair came in. So it's like, Oh, thank goodness. Wow. But yeah, usually by the time that the, uh, the kids are through the finish shoot, the last ones, it's not more than like five, five, maybe 10 minutes before the first marathoner comes in. That's really cool. So speaking of the Lakefront Marathon, so you're the race director. How long have you been doing that? This is my second year. So you're pretty new. I am I am new, but I've got lots of ideas and I've been trying to implement them to make it a, you know as good a race as we possibly can put on and I, make it a national type of uh, event that people want to come through. Yeah, so how was it taking over the race last year? And like just kind of being in those shoes for the first time. Like, well, first thing I'm going to say is that I am the Lakefront Marathon race director. But that doesn't mean anything more than just being responsible or being the person that people come to. Okay. It's the staff that we have. And there's over a thousand volunteers that are needed for a marathon weekend. But I can tell you honestly that some of these people have so much experience that they could do this with one hand tied behind their back if they needed to. Um, we've, we've got a, a structure in place and everybody knows their roles. And once again, I've been proud that we've been putting on a 26.2 race for 39, uh, well, 38 years, but it will be the 39th year. So you guys have, like you said, a good structure in place. For yeah. To, so for we got things, we got things down pat, but yeah. It's, but how, so how was it like being in those shoes or everyone was coming to you? Like, yeah. It's, it's like a, on race day where you at the start line. I was at the start line. Like how yeah. was that feeling? Like race day, you're just praying that everybody gets outside the gun goes off <laughs> and you're good. And then you've got the people in place for any, you know, emergency type things. I remember, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one year we're at a, aid station and we 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 get water from the uh um uh, you know bradford beach there's uh the uh the north point snack shack oh yeah yeah you know down there and and we use their water well there was a little mix-up with uh with their hoses somewhere inside and we were getting war hot water so it's oh, like no. okay how are we gonna <laughs> first runners are about to come where are we gonna get some cold water now that we discovered it's hot you know so but you know people don't panic and we figure things out and we've got that and we've got people with so much experience that things work themselves out pretty good and we have a 99.7 percent uh, satisfaction rating from our runners so very proud of that okay. we've got some exciting things so basically as race director here you know what i when i take on is yeah, yeah there's a lot of questions that come in you know, during the year, obviously race weekend, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I see myself as being the, the person that's like, okay, here's what I think we should do this year. And then I 
tell that to some of the other people in the uh, the organization who make things happen. And I'm really, really excited about this year. So you this get is, to come up with the ideas. Yeah. So we, what what was new last year that you got to do? Last year we tried to add, we tried a couple of different things, but uh, one of them was um, creating, getting more, uh, uh, more of an attitude of an event. And we, for the first time ever, the Badgerland Striders went out and tried to uh, uh, get some corporate sponsorships. Uh, so our our starting line, our finish line, our water stops were sponsored by somebody um, at a very low cost. You know, for them doing some advertising, but it created more of a perception of we're a larger event. And therefore, we should act like it. And so then we had some corporate booths down uh, down there. We added a bounce house for the kids. Yes, um, bounce house. Yeah, we had a bounce yeah. house. The only thing that ruined the whole plans for us, though, were that uh, we uh, we've historically always ended in uh, Veterans Park. Um, for those that don't know, Lakefront Marathon is a point to point. So you can think of it kind of like a Boston. You know, if you, if you ever heard of somebody that's gone to Boston, well, they they start in one area and they finish in another. So, yeah, we take you from uh, Milwaukee and we take you down to uh, or up to Grafton on a school bus. And you're inside the warm confines of Grafton uh, High School. And then you come on out and um, you, you run a race back down to the uh, down to Veterans Park. Yeah, fastest fastest person from Grafton to like the Veterans Park. Yeah, oh. so you know the thing is that those that don't know, last year was a especially rainy fall, and uh, Harley Davidson had their anniversary party down there and pretty much just cooked the grass. It was just mud. So we're like, okay, we've got some several weeks here to recuperate. You know, get yeah, it didn't hold very well, and sure enough, leading up to the marathon was a couple of days of wet. So we brought hay in and we tried everything, but it was just a muddy, mucky mess just for everybody. A party. So what you know, obviously you take these some of these lessons and you're like, okay, what can we do? So one of the huge changes that we're making this year is we're still we're still bringing you up to Grafton, but you're going to end this year at Summerfest. Moving the finish line? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be uh, taking over Summerfest. How long has the finish line been been in Veterans Park? Um, I, I don't know the exact number, but I'm going to say 30 years. So this 35. is a pretty big change. This is huge. So yeah. we're finishing at Summerfest. So is, it, does that mean the start line is changing? It is, it's, it's moving by about 100 yards. Hmm. So what we, we've made a couple course uh, corrections. Got it. Um, but nothing, nothing major at all. In fact, uh, Kyle Frazier, who is our elite uh, coordinator, yeah. is totally praised the, uh, the move. He's, like, he's excited. Why does Kyle Frazier um, praise the move? Well, as he, as he told me that uh, our last meeting, uh, when he asked about some of the changes, I said, well, the one big one that I'm really having to regret, but there's no way around it, is that instead of going around Concordia to the back of the, uh, the school, like we have historically have, and then you get a great view of Lake Michigan, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do that. We're going to have to go in front of Concordia this year. And he said, Scott that's going to make every elite so happy because there's like 13 different wind changes that happen in that parking lot going around to the back. It's so windy. You know, we don't like that. And I'm like, well, then this is even bigger bonus for you. That's awesome. So 
I usually volunteer with OMG if I'm not running, and that we always do the mile seven stop. Yeah, there you go. It's always so beautiful because of the view and everything. Yeah. So I guess I'll be on the opposite Sorry. side of Kyle and be like, yep. "That was my favorite." Well, we'll still have the Concordia band and cheerleaders there for okay, you. Okay, they're just. You, I'm assuming you're just moving out to the road. Stay, yeah, we're going to come the in the same way through the into the parking lot and then going in the uh, the front, got it, on uh, the west side of the building, and then uh, through the exit. Cool. So you're changing the course a little bit, and you're going to finish. And um, where are we finishing at? It's, it's going to be Summerfest. in the uh, you know the, on the Hank Aaron Trail and back of uh, Summerfest between the uh, the U.S. Cellular and the Johnson Control stage. So like that new area they just repaved. Uh, yeah, along yeah, the yeah. Water Actually, you'll be, the... yeah, um, we'll be running through the uh, the gate. Uh, so another really really exciting thing is because we're we're actually able to do this, we're going to have some really awesome photos with the backdrop of you know with you the runner having the backdrop of the uh, the Calatrava and uh, and running into the Summerfest grounds, and you will literally be just meters away from the uh, Lake Michigan water. And then uh, the after party will be taking place at the covered in case of inclement weather. Uh, Johnson control stage where we'll have a band playing and we'll have corporate tents and we'll be having uh, just a big old party there. That's exciting. What else? So what else is new with the race then? Any other big um, plans this year? Well, yeah, there's actually one huge one that I'll be announcing as soon as we, uh, as soon as we can get it finalized, but it's 99% finalized, but, we're, we might be like the first in the entire country to be putting this one out there. And and uh, I was going to kind of keep it a secret a little bit longer, but podcast viewer, podcast listeners get the first inkling here. Yeah. Turn up, turn up. Remember when I told you that uh, mile 20 is kind of like that built in wall? Well, there's a system that I've been trying to figure out as to how we're going to do this. And I think we mastered it. We're going to have a jumbotron at mile 20 and runners are going to be instead of just showing you nobody cares about that we actually are going to be having family friends and stuff take short videos of motivational things and we're going to tag that up with a runner's bib so when they come over the 20 mile timing mat they're going to see a personalized video that's uh, from somebody that they know, and they'll be able to have sound and just listen to their kids saying, go mama, go mama, things like that. And it, I can tell you that based on what my thoughts are and based on uh, some of the information about the, the team that's working on this, it's going to be highly emotional for those people that participate. Wow, I just got the goosebumps thinking about that. I feel like in mile 20, that's like, what park is that right there? It's it, because we actually are, yeah, you kinda, big, is big this Bay Park. Go in the back of that. Yeah, yeah, big yeah, big that's park. exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because yep. usually there's a big, someone has a big, this is the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's, this is going to be nuts. You're going to have a huge jumbotron. Palisades, then, yeah, Palisades uh, drive, they, they put out the welcome mat for uh, all the runners. They all get together and they have their own little yeah. party and, and that leads into another thing that we're talking about. I'm trying to get the municipalities that we run through, all the North Shore communities. Mm-hmm. I would really love to be able to, you know, help them out. Uh, Lakefront Brewery, who is our uh, our sponsor, um, has graciously donated to help me out with uh, providing some beer. And I'm trying to get the community civic groups to maybe have like a all community uh, type of event in a park or something along the course and just cheer runners on so now we'll have more spectators uh, yeah kind of like there's that shoot at mile is it 18 where a lot of people gather oh it's yeah look by um wheel and sprocket yeah yeah yep, kind of yep. like creating that atmosphere so we have a lot of points. we have a lot of pockets of where people are but it's 
you know, you're just trying to make it more consistent between Grafton and until you hit the North Shore communities. It's pretty, it's pretty. Well, yeah, know. yeah. And a lot of runners love that. They just like to be lost in their own minds and stuff. I'm more of like the, I remember Chicago five deep and just having a, you know, like, I can't even think about running right now. I'm looking at everybody else. And eventually I'd love to grow it into, you know, something closer to that. But yeah, that's a long ways coming. But. So we've got a great mix of different things. Give out some beer and might make it happen. A little I'm quicker. trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. We, so new. We were talking a, a kind of a new course, a little yep, bit. Yep. New yep. finish line for sure. The jumbotron situation, which yep. which sounds amazing. And we've got a really great lead on a whole bunch of great sponsors, and they're what I've been telling them is think outside the box. Tell us what you think is good for you. So Dick Sporting Goods is um, is uh, uh, going to be having a uh, uh, opening up their door for a volunteer fair uh, we'll have some uh, some food and uh, food and drink to be able to sign up some of the volunteers get them all psyched and ready for uh, for helping us out put on a great party and then they're also going to be uh, our Twitter sponsors so they'll be handing out coupons to people that subscribe to our Twitter feeds and sort um, of mattresses is uh, going to be at the finish line with a contest so yeah we're working on some some pretty good that's cool. fun, so, fun stuff so it's not just like pay us this and we'll put your name on this finish line banner you no, guys are like no. how can we help you and how can you help us you know with sponsors it's it's got to be a two-way street and and like i said we really don't need you know the extra money it's just more or less like how do we make this the best event obviously you know your money is going to go towards the runners and i I really i really feel things to do you can bring that jumbotron you can do all these other things and it's great like the community in milwaukee i mean this is a running podcast but just in general is so giving and is so involved to do stuff like this so the opportunities are just endless we're uh always interested in uh in not only members but non-members i mean right now Right now, there's a whole bunch of people that probably have never heard of the Badgerland Striders, but yet are are runners that run religiously. I can't think of anybody, but there probably is are, are quite a few. I would love and, and and challenge anybody just to come out to a Strider event, talk to a couple of people, get to know you know what they love and what they don't you know what they don't, but get involved. That's how I started. Just get involved and you know take a take a step and just kind of learn a little bit about us and know that we're here as volunteers because it makes you feel good giving back to the running community and and the extra dollars that we get goes back to schools for new uniforms uh we're trying to we're trying to do something big you know a lot one of the best benefits that we put out is half price uh at the uh, the pettit center we had a really cold winter well you know if you ran at the pettit center for 20 uh 20 times well you just saved yourself 40 bucks a Strider membership for a whole family is only $20. Yeah. So come on. There you are. Your money ahead. Plus, you got yourself something good. Yeah, and that running track, that's a $100,000 gift to the uh, the running community from the Badgerland Striders. If you guys don't know, um, Badgerland sponsors, or you guys donated the track. That's yeah, we, inside the Pettit Center. So you can go into the Pettit, the Pettit and run on the indoor track year-round. And the thing is that by participating uh, and getting involved now and making sure that we have the funds, when this track wears out in another 15, 20 years, we'll put another one in. I love it. So speaking of getting involved, non-runners or runners, the marathon is in October, which means training program probably starts middle of June, which means you guys do have training programs for this, right? It's the uh, June 29th. Mark your calendars. We're meeting at Lake Park. Once again, check the website for all of the details, and the route maps are are uh, are on there. Um, 
and the times because we do change uh, as we build up in some of the distance. The first one is only going to be a six miler, but then we build up uh, probably about two miles each week. And we have a couple of races like the Strider Half that we had mentioned and the Cudahy Classic that we mentioned are uh, runs that just happen to coincide with the ba- with the uh, the basic training plans. Neat how that happens, huh? I like that. So yeah, so we um, so if you follow the training program when you have a thirteen mile run one weekend, the Badgerland Half. Well, the Strider half will be that weekend as well. Yeah, and and Alex mentioned, you know, the one thing that you really, really love about OMG or any other running groups is that there's people running at your own pace. That's probably the biggest reason that we get upwards of 150 to 300 people showing up at our free run. Uh, yeah, free build-up runs, and uh, donations are accepted, but um, we'll have people um, you know, running at your pace no matter what pace you're running at. I guarantee it. Someone will be there. You'll have yep. someone to run with. And Thanks. I always say, if you're worried about that, don't. Because someone else is in the same shoes as you showing up that needs to and run with It's somebody. a great time to be able to test uh, some of your nutrition. We will have uh, aid stations uh, set up appropriately so you don't have to carry water. And uh, you come back to the finish line and we'll have uh, fresh fruit. And we'll have uh, refreshments uh, sitting there waiting for you. And our our previous guest who was on uh, one of the previous episodes, Dr. Michael Gordon, will be there to help answer any of your question uh, injury related questions or running doc gordon is great and his questions. whole his whole team are actually the uh, uh he's he's affiliated with the uh with one of our sponsors um they do the uh, the build-up run and we are so very very happy to have uh have their uh, their complete uh, company on on board to be able to be there and help with any questions that runners have awesome so you guys if you're thinking about running a marathon if you are going to run a marathon but don't know a marathon to run, I think Lakefront's the answer. Come join Scott for the build-up runs. And, um, yeah, let's let's get this going. I'm excited for some of these new changes for the marathon this year. It's first Sunday, First Sunday in October, always. And we have the kids run and we have the 5K. So everybody can uh, in the family can be involved in some way. So, Scott, before we get going, we got to finish every episode with our Cream City Pacers rapid fire question. I have, I have heard your, I have heard your podcasts, and I have not memorized the okay. the end of the question. So this Maybe is gonna be I'll good. Change the order, so I'll throw <laughs> right. you off in case you're lying to me. You're I'm not lying. Okay. So, what shoes are you running in right now, and would you buy them again? I would love to run. Uh, but unfortunately, I have a little bit more of a torn meniscus, so it's uh, it's painful. No. But I am struggling through it. But um, I have some uh, OKs that I picked up at the uh, at the Roadrunner Club of America uh, National Convention, and they are the the best fitting, most comfortable shoes I've ever owned. All right, what is your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? Oh, uh, well, we do a lot of uh, running in the. Um, along the lakefront for our build-up runs and it never gets tiring coming down uh, lincoln memorial drive and just kind of like seeing the waves and knowing that you're making it to bradford beach and it's like there's people to see and things to do they're getting ready for the day and yeah kind of exciting so yeah that's probably it okay so the lakefront i love that view it never gets old especially if you catch it on a sunrise <laughs> all right if you could bring one person to milwaukee to run with you who would it be this is a question that I have heard before, and dang it, I should have had a better answer for oh, this one. Um, this usually stumps people. It's a pretty big question. Damn. Uh, 
I'll take the cheesy way out of this and just say some runner that every other runner would love and idolizes and would love to meet and have them here at the exact same time as the uh, Lakefront Marathon Expo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, what's your favorite Milwaukee race? Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon. Okay. Outside of Milwaukee Lakefront uh, Marathon. That is a discovery run for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I, I love I love people just getting wild and just having a lot of fun. I might have to dress up for that this year. I never dress up, mm-hmm. but I might have to this year. Good. I would, I would encourage it. Okay. Favorite pre-race pump-up song? Yago. <laughs> I don't know if that's the name of it, but Yago make me lose my mind up in here. Up oh, here. <laughs> yes, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. DMX. Yes, <laughs> it. That's it. I had. I don't know where I pulled that one out of, but this, I heard it years ago, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about this song. That is a that might be the best answer so far, and we've heard some great responses to that. I love that song. We're gonna end it. We're gonna end this podcast with that outro. Nice. Okay upcoming what are some upcoming races or goals you have i know you said you're injured but yeah well i mean it's been too long and hey doc gordon i need that surgery um but oh no uh nah he told me a couple years ago but anyway um goals would be just to um i, I just finished up fargo half a couple of weeks ago and um i'd like a redo better weather and better better knee and a redo at fargo yeah i'd like to uh get i'd, I'd like to get more in, in tune with uh with my when normal times are because even though i'm getting older i'm still gonna fight off all of this uh perception and okay, i'm gonna stay okay. young forever so yeah i guess uh goal wise i would just like to prove to myself that you know minus the injury i'm still where i need to be awesome that's a good goal um, so in the last one, can you give one piece of advice you'd like to pass on to fellow runners? Yeah, I, um, actually, I don't know if it's advice, but it's probably if you want to do something for yourself, whether it's mentally or physically or both, there's nothing better than going out for a run and it does not matter what you believe you need to be it's a matter of what you think you should do and by that what i mean is we put such a a pressure on ourselves to be like somebody that that what we consider to be a runner and i just encourage people no matter what your speed just to get out there say it tell yourself that you're a runner you'll feel better about it and it, i encourage you to to take that and pass it on to other people i'll become part of this community come to the badgerland strider things i guarantee you that you will beat half of the people at our fun runs and i don't care that might mean that you're doing a really fast walk you're fine but you know what you're going to get better and that's the beautiful part of this whole experience I love it. Everyone can take that piece of advice. All right. Before we get out of here, um, where can we find Badgerland to learn a little bit more about them? For sure. Um, new website coming uh, in the next couple of weeks. Ooh. Working on working on that right now. It and, might be uh, live by the time this podcast yeah, comes out. Okay. Well, I hope so. I hope we'll so. We'll see what comes first. So www.badgerlandstriders.org. That's O-R-G. 
please bookmark that. Um, lots of good information about our fun runs, our kids program. Um, you can always check us out on one of our Facebook pages. Um, lots of information going around. This is the busy time of the season for us. And of course, we have email addresses on there. If you have specific questions or needs or thoughts of how we can improve, please let us know. And from being on the website, you can also become a member on BadgerlandsWriters.org. And you can find the registration button for the Lakefront Marathon. Oh, dude, you hit it right on the head. (laughs) Yes. Give me those sponsor dollars. Yeah, yeah. You're you're in. (laughs) No, for sure, guys. But go, you know, go check out a Badgerland run. Go run with Scott. He's great. And um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Well, uh, and Scott, thank you for being on. And it's my pleasure. And please know that I think you are doing an awesome job, not only with the way that you're handling this, but also with this is what the community needs. We need to hear more stuff like this and just get to get to know some of the, the key players around the running community. I love it. I will keep chugging away. That's nice. our goal here. All, All right. right. Thanks, Scott.